It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Hey, Pete. Thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me back, Stacey. Well, as promised uh, in uh, one of our previous episodes that we would be discussing this core 2020 topic, right? It's a a bit of a bear. It's been a lot of my work over the last couple of years, but um, I'm pretty passionate about it. Happy to discuss for sure. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, this so this whole episode is basically um, I want to touch base on you know core twenty twenty and essentially you know provide a bit of uh, information for those who are um, new to core or maybe who are already core certified and starting to think about the transition to core twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know in the future we are going to take more of a deep dive into you know each element of core twenty twenty just as we've done you know for the past. Uh, number of episodes here with uh, core 2015 but um before we actually get into you know what is core 2020 i want to ask you you know one of the most important questions and something that's probably on many people's minds is uh the question why why do we need another version of core well it certainly wasn't to create any uh you know stress and consternation in the industry right no No, i'm sure a lot of people are thinking that right now (laughs) i'm sure uh, hey, things get stale, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you look at any management system standard and over time, the, these things are going to get updated, right? Yeah. And it's uh, it's almost that regular refresh cycle. And uh, I hate to say it, get ready for this, but uh, on my mind while while we were putting together Core 2020 is, uh, you know, six, eight years down the line, maybe we're going to be putting together the next one because mm-hmm. it, it's just a, uh, there, there is a life cycle with these things, right? Right. Uh, it's also towards continual improvement, right? So we got these high-performing companies within Core, and th- there's new requirements within Core 2020. So it gives them something additional to shoot for. Right. Now, when we started updating Core 2020, this is something we worked on with the Ministry of Labor, Training, and Skills Development mm-hmm. to um, align with them and their Supporting Ontario Safe Employers program, right? So, that, so they're... Core 2020 was recognized them as meeting their SOCI requirements that that's supporting Ontario safe employers. And there are financial incentives that are available for any uh, organizations that uh, achieve Core 2020. Right. So is that how, you know, it was kind of brought up initially um, that we were going to act, that we're going to develop a new program is because we want to align more with the, the Ministry of Labor's program? It was on our mind already from the just the life cycle of that um, the the audit tool management system and things we already knew we wanted to add to core. Yeah. Um, it, it just that you know the timing all worked out. We were able to work uh, closely with that Ministry of Labor Training Skills Development to um, to to align with them, and I, I think it's a overall it's a great step for the industry. Yeah. In, in that we have this uh, aligned approach. For sure, it's uh, a lot of resources to be trying to. Um, you know, participate in two different programs. So if they're aligned and recognized by each other, then that's going to save people in the end time and money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, it's good to get that, um, get a little bit of uh, background information on that and, you know, kind of understand why we're making this transition because I know for some people, maybe they just recently got certified um, and now they're having to think about you know, doing a whole new audit tool, right? So it's good to know, uh, I guess, why, why you're doing that, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now we have that. Uh, talk a little bit about um, how really is Core 2020 different from the core program that we've all been used to? So the previous core audit tool had 19 elements. Uh, core 2020 has 14 elements, mm-hmm. right? And, and there are uh, three elements that do have sub-elements, but... Um, 
you know, it, there is that we, we took this time to reduce some of the redundancies. There were some of the questions that were a little bit repetitious throughout mm-hmm. the previous audit tool. So yeah. we were able to collapse some of those and cut this down to 14 elements, uh, as well as adding new additional new requirements. So mm-hmm. with those new requirements, say like if you're hearing we've gone from 19 elements to 14 and this is going to be a whole lot easier, <laughs> I'm going to get back to not causing stress for the industry. It's it's not it's going to be a bit challenging, right? So, yeah. so there are new requirements, and it, like I said, there's always things that we wanted to add to core from the beginning. But mm-hmm. this was an opportunity we took to do this, and we did that in conjunction with the ministry. Right. So it's not like we've removed certain topics and are not no longer addressing them. It's that they've been reorganized, restructured, and uh, we've you know streamlined it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to put it for sure. And we're going to have those same requirements as we had in the past and and plus some new ones. Right. Come right. On. So some of those new requirements are uh, requirements for document control and record control, uh, contractor management. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is key for a lot of the uh, uh, the uptake of core, because that's a lot of construction companies that do use uh, a lot of subcontractors. So that contractor management is key for sure. And then also the uh, addition of a management of change. Uh, so uh, something that uh, that needed to be addressed uh, uh, within the core program. Okay. Uh, we've also changed the overall format of core. Um, bulk of the elements, they all, uh, aside from element one, which is the health and safety policy statement, mm-hmm. each one of the other elements, they start with a requirement for a policy statement, mm-hmm. uh, a specific procedure to that element, mm-hmm. implementation of that procedure, mm-hmm. and a document control question. So it's we've got a very consistent format that we want to follow throughout this as well. And I think that's one of the things that are going to be um, helpful to the industry. Yeah. Uh, is just having that consistent format and you know, really providing that um, direction to them through the procedure requirements as well as uh, a set of definitions that we have at the back of the audit tool. Yeah. So I and the way I'm picking up from this is that um, each element is uh, a lot more structured than before. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to put it for sure. Yeah. It's... Um, where the previous audit tool, uh, there was probably three elements that had that requirement for a policy and a procedure specific to that element. Mm-hmm. We've taken that idea and we've just put that throughout, right? right. So just a consistent approach. It's uh, part. It's almost part of the mantra now, right? Where it's policy, procedure, implementation questions, and then document control. Yeah. Well, I think I think that that would help a lot of people just have the right mind uh, mindset or to know you know what the direction of each element is, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what resources do we currently have available for core 2020? Um, so when we were aligning with the ministry of labor, the first thing we put together was a core 2020 standard, mm-hmm. not something we necessarily had for the previous audit, but this is something that this is how we did a lot of our work with the ministry, mm-hmm. um, was putting together that core 2020 standard. And that's what they actually ended up recognizing as meeting their SOCI requirements. Uh, we've also got a core 2020 program guidelines. Uh, and the guidelines, they, they speak to uh, the audit itself, submission dates, timelines, when to submit your internal audits, uh, things along those lines. So keep in mind, and this is a good tip for the industry, is the core 2020 program guidelines now are the guidelines that we use regardless of which audit you're submitting, whether it's core or core 2020. Mm-hmm. Um we wanted to differentiate to let the industry know there was a new set of guidelines, and that's the uh, the title we ended up settling on there. Okay. Uh, we've got an updated uh, Core 2020 Audit Handbook. Now, what we did uh, a little differently from uh, before with our last Core Audit tool, we had uh, instructions, the Core Audit instructions, mm-hmm. and it, it, the 
core audit handbook. And those are to be used together to submit the uh, the audit and give you information on uh, type of evidence to submit and on from there. Uh, the new Core 2020 Audit Handbook is an amalgamated book of both the core audit instructions as it pertains to Core 2020 and a Core 2020 Handbook, which speaks to, uh, it gives you some evidence tips uh, for the internal audits. Right. Yeah, pretty bare bones, but it, it does guide you through some of the expectations on submitting your internal audit. Okay. Well, I would say that, you know, especially with having the new uh, format mm -hmm. that each element is going to follow, then once you know, you know, what you're supposed to be submitting as a policy and what you're supposed to be submitting as a procedure, implementation, evidence, and the document control, then it should kind of flow mm -hmm. once you know what you're submitting. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we've got an updated Core 2020 audit tool. This is available on our website. So any organization that is um, uh, going to be submitting a Core 2020 audit, uh, Everything is available on the website. We and it's uh, it's in the Excel format, so it, it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, some nice tweaks there, right? We've cut down on some of the uh, administrative documentation that has to be submitted with this. It just has this single form up front, the audit information form, which is a little bit more robust than it was in the past. But by adding some additional content to it, we we are able to remove some of the other uh, kind of administrative requirements. Right. Okay. Uh, we also have a core 2020 transition tool, mm -hmm. right? So that, and this is the transition tool is made up of all the audit questions that are over and above what's in the current core. And right. it's kind of a twofold thing. This is something where an organization could submit it as a document review. And uh, if they're successful, they'll be recognized as meeting core 2020. Um, I'd also suggest, uh, and this is probably where it's going to get its greatest use, is as a gap analysis for any organization moving from core to core 2020. Okay, and I think I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about that uh, a little later on in our in our uh, sure. episode. Okay. Because it is something that I think is pretty important that we, we touch on. Um, and you had mentioned uh, core conferences are, are a good resource. Uh, absolutely. Our, our last one in the fall, our virtual conference there... Um, really touched on or really was focused on core 2020. And I think that's the goal again for the yep. next, uh, and it should be for the next few conferences as well, right. To, to help the industry along as they make that transition. Cause, uh, it, it's quite a change, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we are giving organizations time to be able to, to make that change from core to core 2020, but they should be taking advantage of all the resources and things that are offered to them in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah, I was a part of that, um, or attended the, the core conference um, in the fall. And uh, I know Marin spent a lot of time on the transition tool. So it is something that um, is definitely important and um, is a great resource. And I'm sure we'll be touching on it again in the future. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so if a firm uh, is already core certified, uh, when should they be looking to make the transition to core 2020? So we have a few options, but we'll, we'll get to those as we move on here. Mm -hmm. The main date to keep in mind for any co currently core certified firm is October 1st, 2022. Mm -hmm. Every external audit after October 1st, 2022 is going to be a core 2020 audit. Right. Right. So this allows uh, a three-year phase in, right? Because core runs on a three-year cycle. Um, this would allow us to have every firm in Ontario or every core involved firm transferred over to or transitioned over to core 2020 by 2025. Okay. I know that's a lot of numbers and a lot of dates there, but <laughs> the key one there is October 1st, 2022. 
that's when uh, the cutoff date for the uh, the core audits, everything's going to be core 2020 external audits after that point. So if you're already core, core certified, then it would really depend on, you know, what your what your cycle is like right now, right? Absolutely. It all boils down to the anniversary dates, right? Mm-hmm. So it, there's a few options to transition before that, but that's kind of the end date for each organization. Right. Their, their first anniversary date following uh, after October 1st, 2022. Okay. So right now, as we're recording this podcast, we're sitting April 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, as of now, are there any organizations that are already core certified under the 2020 standard? Yeah. Yeah. We've got one. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, bells and whistles goes off with that one, right? Uh, <laughs> they they were coming up to their second cycle external audit and um, they wanted to challenge core 2020. Right. And um, I performed the audit myself. They performed quite well. Awesome. Uh, I have to say, leading into it, I was trying to talk them off the ledge and get them to go with the core, <laughs> the original core, but they were insistent. And uh, to be honest, I'm glad they were. It's... Um, uh, they met the requirements and, you know, it's a real feather in the cap, right? It's a, a proud moment for them, I would say, to be the first core 2020 certified firm. Yeah, that's awesome. So then you said that they're, they're already core certified and it was their second uh, cycle? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So definitely they've been a part of core for a while then. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They got three, Maybe four they're years. Maybe they're ready for the uh, kind of do a refresh, right? <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I'm glad of it, right? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they did well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we talked about firms that are already core certified. Um, but if you're sitting right now talking to an organization that um, isn't core certified and they're, you know, maybe they're in the process of getting things ready or maybe they're new to core in general, um, you know, as of right now, should they be looking at, you know, still trying to get certified under the core 2015 audit tool or should they be moving and only looking at the core 2020? Well, it, this is a challenging question because it really comes down to the, where they feel are they are in this process or, or how much work they put into this already, mm-hmm. right? So we do have another cutoff date here, December 1st, 2021. This is the deadline for accepting any internal audits under the the current core audit. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be that decision made. There's still time within the year that if a company's closed or they're getting ready to submit, or you know if they bumped up their schedule by a month to get their internal audit completed, it might be worthwhile to submit that and get uh, start the process under the the current core audit tool or current mm-hmm. core standard. And we don't want to discount that work. It's a lot of work to get to to this point as well, and it, you know it's. It's not to say that that core was bad and that's why we replaced it with core 2020. It's just, it's been revised, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'd like to see them get uh, get certified and put that uh, management system in place. Um, it's just making that decision. If they've, if they're just picking up the books though for the first time and they're really just like uh, asking that question, what is core and how do I uh, go about getting started? That's probably something where they got to look towards core 2020. Yeah, I know I've talked to a couple organizations that, um, you know, they've been working on core for, you know, a number of years now. And I I just, you know, reached out and said, hey, if you're kind of, you know, lingering a bit and delaying and, you know, um, you know, (laughs) like not really focused, maybe they don't have that uh, completion date or that target date set. Mm -hmm. um, This is something that you need to be aware of because, um, you know, you don't want all that hard work for the past couple of years to, I don't want to say go to waste. It's not a waste. It's just that, you know, if you're working towards one tool, um, and then, you know, the, the, 
the switch is going to flip <laughs> and we're moving on to the next tool, mm-hmm. um, you want to make sure that you get in before that deadline. Um, so really, you know, put the put the pedal down, get things done that you need to do this year, um, you know, if you're already working on it and, and try and get that submission done prior to the, the cutoff, right? Absolutely, yeah. You, know, you want to take advantage of all that work that you've already put into it. It's not easy, right? There, no. there, there is a lot of work that goes into these things. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, um, that uh, makes sense for sure. Uh, so, what can organizations do now uh, to start preparing for Core 2020? Well, I would say a great start point is by taking the Core 2020 training. So, we so we have updated our online training for um, for Core 2020. So, all the pro the four training programs the the core essentials for senior management and then basic auditing principles, core internal auditor and in- introduction to hazard risk management. These have all been updated to core 2020 uh, for our e-learning. So great start point. Uh, we're also in the process right now of updating our in-class training programs, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, some learners do better in that in-class environment. I, I'm one of those and prefer to take things that way. But, yeah. um, you know, there, there's challenges with that right now, the pandemic. So, you know, some people prefer, prefer the uh, online in that case. But definitely a good, great place to start is the uh, get that core 2020 training in. Okay, great. Good advice. Um, and... Um... Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the tra- the actual transitioning to core 2020. So um, we were talking before about firms that are already core certified and um, making that transition to the core 2020. And you had said that there's a couple different options that the firms have uh, in order to make that transition. So could you let us know what are those options that they have? Sure. But gladly, there's three options for any or, uh, currently core certified uh, organization. Mm-hmm. So let's say option one, and this is where we had that um, uh, organization that's already core 2020 certified. Um, they were coming up to time for their next external audit, and they decided to challenge core 2020. And that that is, uh, let's say, well, first option for transitioning to core 2020. So they were already core certified, mm-hmm. and then they... Um wanted to move to their uh, core 2020 at their next external audit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another one for a core certified firm is when you come up to your next internal maintenance audit mm-hmm. is to submit a core 2020 uh, internal maintenance audit. So this is something you got to consider, like you're going to be doing the work in the background to update your program and your management system. Mm-hmm. But but that's a, and another way to make that transition is to just submit uh, a core 2020 internal maintenance audit. Okay. Um, and so I don't want to throw you under the bus here or put you on the spot too much, but with that, because you're in the middle of kind of your, your whole cycle mm-hmm. and then you get certified under the core 2020 standard, would that now change your, your cycle and change your, and like, you know what I mean? Like change your anniversary kind of thing of when you became core certified? Uh, the, well, this option should be done in in conjunction with your your anniversary dates. Right. So I, when you come up to that time when you should be submitting your internal audit, you're just choosing to submit a core 2020 internal audit versus a core internal audit. Okay. And then you would go another full year before you do your next internal audit or your next external audit. I, I, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, good clarification. Okay. That's what I was just wondering. Uh, but... The next one, option three, is the one that happens at any time. And definitely this is something that uh, uh, 
is going to have concerns with the the anniversary date, or, okay. or that's where to to address this one. I would say, mm-hmm. but we've got the Core Twenty Twenty Transition Tool, right? And this can be it's it, it's really designed to be a document review. It encompasses all the the audit questions in Core Twenty Twenty that are uh, different or over and above what's in Core. Mm-hmm. So with that said, an organization can complete this and submit all the documents and evidence to go with it. It is just a document review. There's no interviews or observations that go with this. Uh, Submit it to IHSA for review. And then upon successful completion, it follows the same scoring criteria as the core audit, Mm -hmm. where you have to get 80% overall, 65% on each element, and uh, fully successful in all the legislative questions or 100% on all legislative questions. Uh, we can recognize you as being core 2020 from that point on. Right. This is something that can be submitted at any time. Okay. It doesn't change your anniversary date, right? It's just that kind of um, uh, mid-cycle way to transition to core 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early on, we had a lot of, when we first rolled out core 2020, we had companies approach us and say that they had all these things in place, right? They've been doing document record control for years. They had a robust uh, contractor management system. Yeah. Uh, change management is a regular part of their management system. Uh, so they wanted a way to easily transition and get some of those incentives from the uh, uh, Ministry of Labor Training and Skills Development through their uh, Supporting Ontario Safe Employers Program. Right. So th- this was something designed to be able to give them that opportunity to to move right to that. Yeah. Um, so with that said, though, um, th- th- there are some other advantages of that transition tool. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like the transition tool can be used like by the internal auditors as, um, you know, for their own internal purposes, just to, you know, perform a gap analysis and see where they are, um, uh, where they where they are versus where they need to be to, um, you know, submit for, for Core 2020. But then they can also use it as a, a tool to actually get certified in Core 2020. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I see that being the biggest uptake is as a gap analysis where they're going to use it to identify uh deficiencies and gaps from core to core 2020 within their management system yeah and then they should be using that as uh, creating a realistic uh time frame and plan for when they're going to have that full transition because it's coming right yeah. uh with that cutoff date of october 1st 2022 for the external audits uh they're going to have to create a plan and we, we want to make sure companies have adequate time to be able to make that transition mm-hmm they just have to take care the uh, take full advantage of the resources to be able to get there in a the least stressful way right and they'll be jumping on this early and identifying those deficiencies and start working towards that yeah absolutely okay okay well um you know that's really all the questions that i had um you know for core 2020 because this is really just a you know a touch base um a small small episode on uh, core 2020 and you know what we're all kind of looking at in the industry um in the future um but um is there anything else that you know we didn't touch on that you think is important that um people should know about core 2020 um before we wrap up here yeah just you know what start start uh checking out our website um that we have a core 2020 section of our website a lot of good information there mm-hmm. um consider signing up for our core conference because we're going to be discussing core 2020 and whether you're in the spring conference or the fall conference that's going to be the main topic in either uh also feel to reach out to us at core at ihsa.ca and they'll put you in touch with the uh the right person to be able to kind of discuss core 2020 and and get a better idea get some uh help you figure out a plan to be able to make that transition that's specific to you and your anniversary dates 
Well, it seems like that person is you, Pete. Um, well, you know, I, I can feel so many of the calls, but... Uh, you, you know, need some help. <laughs> yeah, I need some help because, you know, I'm out here doing podcasts and other fun stuff, so... <laughs> Yeah, you're a busy man, busy man. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for coming in and uh, having this chat with me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, doing this with you again in the future sometime. For sure. Yeah. Uh, glad, glad you had me on here, Stacy, and uh, look forward to it. Thanks. Great. Thank you. Bye. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.